Uh, this week it's sort of been that way, a little bit thrown off schedule, and uh, yet here we are, New Year 2022, and um, perhaps you've already said it over and over again, I can't believe it's 2022, can't believe that, and time flies and all of the other cliches that you can mention around this time of the year, but um, I'm so just glad that we can have the opportunity to, uh, to come together again, open God's Word. And whilst there's many changing things in our world, we have the, the, the God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And appreciate that about the Lord. Appreciate that as we can come into a new year with unknowns and different things like that, we can look to God and, and still have that comfort of knowing that, that He's the same. And He still loves us. He still cares. And he still wants to guide us. We have His Word that is inerrant. And we can come together today and, and open it. And so if you could, please turn your Bibles to Psalm 90 once again and appreciate that reading. And I love missionary stories like that. And, um, and this is a special, um, special psalm. It's a, it's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. And, and I, I love this psalm. It's one of my favorite psalms to, to read and reflect on. And as I thought about the first of the year once again and, and the beginning of the year, I, I, I looked at this again. And just was reminded about some things. You know, it is true. Time waits for no man. And perhaps some of us here would never imagine that we could get to 2022 and, and whatever age you're at. And maybe uh, while you were younger, you never really thought about um, ever getting to this stage. And yet here you are. And, and perhaps as you think about that, time has gone quickly. And time is like that. Um, you know, time just goes without us even noticing it. And, and many times we need to really have a, a right perspective about time because when you think about it, time is our most valuable commodity. And we start another year with the potential of the year ahead, with the potential of what's to come. And again, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we can trust the Lord in that. And I want to give you a thought today about time. You know, I think time is one of those things that escapes us if we don't really use it and if we don't really think about it and sometimes time escapes us anyway I was reminded of uh, uh, of a man who went to the doctor and he had an appointment he came in and asked uh, asked this was asked to sit down and the doctor said I have good news and bad news he said oh doc give me the good news the good news is you have 24 hours to live <laughs> that's the good news what's the bad news I was meant to tell you yesterday <laughs> all right and sometimes time just happens to go by and, and, you know, maybe you're feeling that way. And sometimes, you know, we, we don't value time the way we should. We, we tend to ascribe different values to different things. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, we, we can measure different values. We can increase in different resources. And, and yet the resource that we can't really manufacture is this resource called time. And we're about to get into another year. We're looking forward to another year of God's grace, of God's dealing, and we're, we're, we're wondering what the year is going to be and how it's going to look like and what kind of, kind of things will happen in our lives. And yet the, the, the reality is this morning, church, is time is passing us by. And we better, have, we better ascribe to time the right kind of value. You know, too often our, our value system is affected by how we estimate our time. You know, this year, it's uh, 2022, and I'll be turning 40. And I began to think about all of the, the significant days in my life that 
uh, have come and gone, and some, you know, private to me, some very public, and I began to think what that sort of looks like, and, you know, I, I, I began to think about how I could just illustrate that for you, and I thought, you know, what's more valuable than peanut M&Ms, right? And so, this, this, uh, this jar sort of represents all of the significant days of my life. Now, I mentioned earlier I'm turning 40, and so the sum of all of these 40 years, all of those significant days, birthdays, wedding anniversaries, um, significant days of, of special dealing from the Lord where God really spoke to my heart, and some special events mixed in there, and it's all different, it's all mixed, but that, that sort of summarizes our lives. We measure it that way, don't we? And you know, I, I began to think about how, how really I'm at an age now where the Bible says that that's the average lifespan. He says, actually, for, if, for by reason of strength you live to 80, there's, there's only going to be, if I just live the average, average life that the Bible expects of me, then I've only really got 30 more years. I began to think about that. When I turn 40, I'm going to have maybe 30 more years. And if by reason of strength, God gives me an extra 10, then maybe even up to 40. And I began to think about all of the significant days in my life. You know, I began to think about, well, how many more birthdays am I going to have? I'm going to have 30 more birthdays. And you pour that in a little bit, and it just you know, fills it up, but it's just gone just like that. Um, I'm going to have perhaps 30 more wedding anniversaries, and I'm glad my wife's here. As I, many of you know, she injured her knee, and now she's mobile. I got her a wheelchair, right? So we get to wheel her around, and there's a, it looks like there's a gang of them at the back there, the wheelchair bandits over there with Carolyn Ross as well, and so, and, and a couple of them. So, but 30 more wedding anniversaries. I think about all of the dinners we've had to celebrate that. And, and potentially, 30 more of that. And, you know, it just happens that quickly. Um, how many more? We just celebrated Christmas. You know, we enjoyed Christmas. We had the time with the kids. And I'll tell you what, Christmas is more fun with kids, right? But all of those, 30 more potentially. 30 more Christmases. Just like that. Think about all the other significant times, maybe, maybe church anniversaries. We're going to have that this year. And if the Lord tarries, He's coming, and the Lord lets me go on for Him, then I've got 30 more potentially church anniversaries. Some of you, you've had 42. You've been here since the beginning. Some of you, you've had whatever long you've been here as a part of our church, but it just goes just like that. You know, other times, maybe, maybe Easter's, you know, Easter's a significant time. We enjoy Easter. We reflect on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's 30 more of those, and time just goes. It's just suddenly, all of these milestones, all of these other significant events, and we'll just mix, you know, other events, maybe youth camps, maybe Youth rallies, uh, this week, our church, we're going to host on our property a youth rally. Pray for that. I'm going to be preaching the sessions. And if you have, you have young people, come along, all right? Thursday night, Friday, all day. But maybe 
all of those different times I get to preach, I get to do things for the Lord, I only have 30 more years, and it's just gone just like that. And you know, sometimes we don't notice it. Sometimes we just go on, and sometimes we just oftentimes take it for granted. Time waits for no man. And time goes just like that. And before long, I could continue to fill that, and, and I'll be filled to the brim. It'll be my time. But I don't know that. I only see that potentially. You only ever see that in potential. And yet, what the Bible teaches here is that we ought to have a, a certain perspective of time. We ought to have a certain perspective about the time that God gives us because really, it's the only resource where we can't manufacture it. You know, if, if you needed more money, you could find a way to get more money. If you, needed, uh, if you needed other ways, other resources, you could find a way to find those resources. But you know, time, you can't make more of time. Time is what God gives. Time is the only thing that, the only resource that we can't manufacture. And, and I think none of us would like to think about the fact that we only have so and so much more. We don't actually have a guarantee about that. Right? The Bible says to boast not ourselves of tomorrow, for we know not what a day may bring forth. And, and we understand that whilst we potentially, as the Bible says, have, have uh, three score and ten, and by reason of strength maybe eighty, the reality is we, we are only ever a breath away from eternity. That's the reality. We could look forward to the year, and, and then yet it could be tomorrow, it could be today. And I think the problem lies really in our perspective. You know, we, we often, with another year beginning, we start to think about time. We start to think about how quickly it's passed. And yet the reality is, perhaps a couple of, just a couple of things about time this morning that I want you to be mindful of as we think about 2022. And notice with me in verses 4 to 6, the Bible says, says, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past. As a watch in the night. He's saying, you know, a thousand years in the sight of God, it just quickly goes by. Thou carry, carry it just happens. Saying, you know, it's asleep. As you, you, you go to sleep, you wake up, and it's never long enough, is it? You, you start to think about that. He's saying you, you carry them away as with a flood. It just, it just can simply be wiped away. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withered. It's saying it just happens. It, it comes and goes is the, the idea here. But notice what he says. For a thousand years in thy sight are but yesterday. You know, God sees us where we're at. And what God does is he gives us time. He gives us time. It's really simple. He gives us time. But we need to view time then if he's the giver of that, as then something that God controls. You know, uh, hand up if you're wearing a watch this morning. Right? Hand up if you have a clock in your home. All of us. You know, I think sometimes we've fooled ourselves into thinking that somehow we control our time because we can measure time. You know, we have ways of measuring it. Down to the, the milliseconds of, you know, an event, a race, or we, we think we can control time. But in all reality, God's the one that controls time. He's the one that gives us what we have. 
He's the one that brought us through to 2022. And I think we've fooled ourselves into thinking that we have mastery over time because we've come up with a way to quantify it. But in all reality, we aren't the masters of time. Rather, we're constrained by it. You know, I think about the rich man who, you know, he had a bumper crop. And so what did he tell himself? Saul, you have all of this. And so eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow. We're going to build bigger barns. And what, what happened with him? He didn't know that, but that night it was his time. I think about uh, the, the governor, I think Felix, who uh, Paul was speaking to about, uh, about in defense of his faith and really was giving to him the gospel. And he said, you know, a more convenient season. I, I, I would have been, and, and really sometimes we think, well, we have more time. Well, we have more time. But do we really? You know, we aren't the masters of time. We're constrained by it. And God's the one who made time and controls time. In fact, if He wanted it to, He could make the sun to stand still. In fact, He did that in Joshua chapter 10. And we won't take the time, but, you know, He's the one that sets the seasons. He's the, he's the one that sets the kings in, in, um, in their authority, and He sets them down and He sets them back up. He, he's the one that, that knows all of that. And because He's the designer of time... He's also the designator of time, and He allows you time. And only by His mercy, by the way. And so this morning, as we sit here and as we look ahead to the year to come, let's not, let's not fool ourselves into thinking that somehow we are the controller of the time. No, He's the designer and therefore the designator of time. And, you, you know, there's all of this fascination about whether we can time travel one day there's going to be uh, technology enough that and the science to back it up that we can travel back in time and some some of us wish that were true some of us wish that we could have the time back if we could only do this instead and if we can only do that instead but the reality is we can't why because time isn't in our grasp time is in the grasp in the hands of God Almighty he's the controller of time he, he, for a thousand years in his sight. See, uh, as God controls time, we need to realize that, that because of that, he's given, you, um, he, he's given you that for his purpose. Go, go with me to Job chapter 7. Turn with me to Job chapter 7. We'll turn to just a handful of verses this morning. Job chapter 7, and, and notice with me verse 1. Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of an hireling? And he says, you know, there's, you have a designated time to labor. Verses, verses 6 and 7, skip there. Notice there he says, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is wind, mine eyes shall no more see good. He, you know what he's saying? He's realizing. He's realizing that time quickly happens. He's realizing that time does go by quickly. And, you know, we may not know how long we have, but God has appointed us a time. You know, we can't rest confident, no matter how much we think we're in control, that we have another moment to live. You know, uh, we, we do things, right? We do things. We look after our health. We ensure that we don't take uh, unnecessary risks. And we do all of that. Why? Because we want to make sure we maximize the time that we have. But in all reality... We could do all of that 
And you could do all of that and you could hope for the best. But at the end of the day, God has allotted you the time for His purpose. It's His control. It's His way. And you may think that life has gone by too quickly, but we need to live each moment with a keen sense of His grace and understanding that He's the one that gave you that in the first place. I hope you woke up this morning with a thought that of thanksgiving to God for giving you another day. I hope you woke up this morning perhaps, uh, perhaps looking forward to the year and, and then yet understanding that, you know, time did go quickly by, but time has been given to me again. He said in Psalm 39 verse 5, Behold, thou hast made my days as an handbreadth, and mine age as is nothing before thee. Verily every man at his best state is altogether vanity. You, you look at your hand, a handbreadth is really just the length of your hand. Right? You, you sort of saw, you, you see the, hand, the lines in your hand there? That, that just means nothing, it's just the length of your hand. All right. And you can look at that and that's your handbreadth. He's saying life just happens as quickly as that. As quickly as you can trace your finger right from, the, uh, from one side of the palm to the other, that's the handbreadth. And he's saying it's, life's like that. We understand in James chapter 4, life is a vapor. It appears for a little while and then vanishes away. And, and time happens. And, and some of you looked in the mirror this morning and were surprised that you were that age. How did that happen? When did that happen? And yet the day that God has given you today, this year potentially, God gave you that in His goodness and kindness and His purpose for you and I. And as God controls time, then because of that, He's the designer and designator of it, then we ought to be subject to Him for its usage. Because in all reality, what God has given us, we are to be a steward of. You know, as exciting as a new year seems to be, don't forget that actually God has an expectation that you'll, you will be a steward of the time that He has purposed to give you. This year, it ought to be like every year, a year that we look to God and we subject ourselves and say, Lord, this year ought to be lived for you and I want to surrender that to you. You know, what Job was saying in Job 7.1, we read it earlier, is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of an hireling? What Job was saying here is that his days are subject to the master. He's just a, he's just a hireling. He's just someone who's to be a, a caretaker of, of the, the allotment of time that God has given him. And, and, and what Job was saying here was he was under subjection to one who was in control. And just like we are under, uh, at times, are those in, in, uh, above us, our bosses' directives when we're at work, we're really, we are, we are on God's time while we're here on earth. Okay, listen, church, this isn't our time. It's His time. Right? It's His time. And God in His grace and God in His kindness to you and I, He gives you and I our allotment of time, but that's all we have. And we ought to be thankful. We ought to be, gracious, uh, we ought to be filled with, with gratitude to the Lord for that. But, but we're accountable for the time that He's given us. He's a controller. Now, have you ever thought about what God would have you to use your time for? You know, too many times we, 
we spend our time worrying and, and, and thinking about the temporal things. And, and you know, we're, we're meant to just be focused on the provision of God and then the purposes of God for our lives. We're supposed to seek His purpose for our lives. It's His time. So don't treat it like it's in our own hands. Right? There's, 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 a, there's a stewardship involved there. And you know, I think about a man who, who just, you know, for a short time made an impact in this, uh, this world. We heard about uh, one missionary this morning. I think about another one, David Brainerd, who was an American missionary to the American Indians. And, you know, he, he made a huge impact in that community, but he lived till the ripe old age of 29. But 29, and we're still reading about him. And some of us, we've lived a, a little bit longer than that. But I wonder what kind, of, what kind of impact our lives have made, the time that God has given us so far. What kind of life have we lived for the Lord? What kind of years have we spent? All of those that represent the moments in our lives, let alone the years we could fill, these, uh, fill a jar like that several times over as we think about all of the moments that God has given us. And yet it was the one, it, 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 the fact is God is the one that gave all of us that and we better be subject to Him. We better just make sure that what we're using our time for as stewards we look to, you know, David Brainerd said this, we should always look upon ourselves as God's servants, placed in God's world to do His work, and accordingly labor faithfully for Him, not with a design to grow rich and great, but to glorify God and do all the good we possibly can. And, and you know, sometimes we just get busy just going from day to day and not thinking about, well, what's this time that God has given us? What's it for? And we need to look at the fact that God is a controller of our time. Notice verses 7 to 10. Go back to Psalm 90. It says, For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Now Moses, he understood the, uh, the, the, the great anger of the Lord. He says that here, there, by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thou, thy countenance. And then he says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. You know, we read stories and they have a beginning, a middle, and an ending. And he's saying our life is like that. And then he says in verse 10, The days of our years are threescore years and ten. If by reason of strength they be fourscore years, eighty, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. Notice this, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. And I want to remind you again that value, we need to value time as a precious God-given commodity. All right, it's a God-given commodity. It's, it's not something that we can manufacture. You know, if you, didn't, if you knew that you didn't have much of something, how would you see it? Maybe you had a, maybe you had a favorite restaurant. And maybe you know there was a closing date. Boy, you try to get to that restaurant as often as you can, right? Because once it's gone, it's gone. You know, and time is our most precious commodity. Each of us is given a certain amount of time to use. And we have liberty. We have, we have liberty to use it. The, the Bible summarizes our life as both a vapor. It summarizes three score years and ten. It's four, four score if we have strength. It's described as a hand breath. 
It's described as something that is taken away like a flood. And yet, if we break it down further, this year we have 12 months. 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525, 600 minutes, 31,536,000 seconds in a year. And imagine, imagine that, all of that, all of that abundance, 31, 31, was it? 31 million. Now, we don't, we don't view time as of any value because it doesn't, does, it just seems to just go. But imagine if we were to, we were to ascribe a dollar amount to each second, we'd be, all be millionaires, right? But we know we had a limit. We know we have a, it'll run out. And it's been well said that what if we lived each day with those 86,400 minutes that God gave us? And what if each minute of that was a dollar and you knew that you couldn't save it for another day? Boy, you'd use it to its, its greatest capacity, right? You'd use it to its greatest potential. And yet so oftentimes we don't see time like that. We see it just something that comes and goes. And, and before long, we just let it go by year after year, day after day, week after week, month after month, without ever thinking, is this what God would have me to do? Is this what God would have me to use, this precious commodity? And I think you'd agree if you had that much from a dollar value point of view, you'd use it every day lest it ran out. And yet we spend our time in, in, in a, less, a less valuable way. You know, a steward, a steward is what we are. And a steward, firstly, we've got to look after responsibility before rest. You know, too often we forget that we have responsibilities. You know, as a steward of God, the Bible says it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And a faithful also means someone who's firmly adhering to duty, to responsibility. What are our responsibilities to the Lord? You know, we're often thinking about leisure and, you know, we can't wait. We, this, this New Year's time, this in-between time between Christmas and New Year's, we've all enjoyed perhaps some leisure time and that's important. But, you know, some of us, many of us, we're just counting down till the next time we get to do that and we're just letting each day pass. We're just letting it each time pass and we're not fulfilling, we're not the, the responsibilities that, that God gave us. And, you know, if we value the time that God gave us, then we'll be faithful to the responsibilities that He has given us. You know, we won't put God second. We won't put it aside. We won't give God our spare time. You know, we don't have spare time. We ought to just be governed by what God, God gives to us. You know, steward also must look, at, look after priorities before pleasure. There's certain priorities of life in Luke 12, 42 to 43. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. You know, this servant was a, a good steward. Why? Because he was all about the priorities. You know, following this thought, a steward who values time as a gift, it'll be, it'll be a life lived with priorities, not pleasures. You know, when we remember that our time isn't actually ours, it's, it's, it's given to us as a gift from God, then I think we'll value it a little bit more. I think we'll value the time that we have. 
at the end of time, you know, the, the, the reality is there's going to be an accountability. We're going to give an account for the time that God has gifted to us. And, you know, a steward has to look after relationships before riches. You know, what often misses out when we don't spend our time wisely? What often misses out is the relationships we have. You know, I realized we, we had our time um, on New Year's Eve. We stayed up late. We, we went, we made it to midnight. And then we got home and we had a, a little bit of prayer time with our family. And um, I asked the kids, we asked them, what are you looking forward to, to this year? And, you know, the, each of them said that. But they all said, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to turning this age. You know, 13 10 and I started to realize man how quickly has time gone with my kids Malachi's 10 Jaden's 7 this year said I'm going to be 7 I don't need a car seat anymore it's a big thing I'm excited too because then I don't have to put that thing in <laughs> but they're excited about those things and, and you know realized man my kids are growing up how about my relationship with them and, you know, there's others that we've journeyed in this life with here in this church, and you haven't, you haven't even noticed to say hello. You haven't fostered that relationship. And time gives us that opportunity by God's grace. But, you know, God is more concerned about how we spend our time with one another than the amount of investments we have in our portfolio. And parents, your time spent with your children is more valuable than all the toys and gadgets your money can bring. Christian, your time serving God, spent with Him, is more valuable than all the riches this world can offer. Ask Solomon about that. You know, if there was one man who had the, the resources that, that led to him trying everything, it was him. And yet, at the end of his life, in Ecclesiastes 12, 13... He still said this, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. He tried every pleasure. He tried everything under the sun and he still concluded that. And so we see that if we're going to have the right perspective, we're going to need to see that God is a controller of time. We need to value it as a precious commodity but then lastly, really quickly, in, in Psalm 90, verse 12, notice what he says. So teach us, so teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Have we ever prayed that prayer, so teach us? Lord, teach me. Uh, you know, the Bible is what God gives us to teach us. But we ought to think, we ought to pray and ask God to teach us. And here's what we do. Lastly, if we're going to have the right perspective, we need to validate time. We need to validate our time with wisdom. We ought to live it with wisdom. You know, if we understood the stewardship of our time, the validation will come in the way we live our lives. And we ought to live it with wisdom. You know, wisdom is just simply God's knowledge applied. That's what it is. In Psalm 39, 4, Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. You know, one of the things that he teaches us is really how frail we are. And it's in this position of weakness and 
an understanding of an, an inevitable end that, that is a precursor that causes us to live wisely. And how we live, foolishly or wisely, is really a reflection of how we steward the time that God gives us. And so the challenge for us this year is to redeem the time. He says, buy it back. Invest your time in something that counts. And so firstly, if we're going to validate it with wisdom, we need to take care of how you spend your time. How do we spend our time? You know, we just sort of live to and fro and sort of without any real direction or purpose. We need to take care of how, you, how we spend our time. In Ephesians 5, 15 to 16, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We need to spend carefully. We need to note that our days are short and, you know, we better make every second count. We ought to have the mindset that we just don't spend time willy-nilly, that we don't just spend time just because we have it seemingly in our hands. No, we spend time wisely because it's valuable, because it's God-given. And then take care of what you communicate with your time. You know, if you, you were to summarize, and maybe you're in this habit, maybe you're not, but maybe you, you sort of schedule your week and you have different blocks of time for different things that, that you do. And maybe if we were to do that and we had an opportunity to sit here and, and I gave you a sheet of paper and, and I asked you to fill it out for the week, you know what, what that's really a summary of? It's really a summary of what you value. It's not simply just, you know, what activities you did. No, what you give your time to is actually, actually what you value. And that'll, that'll be a good summary of what you value. And, you know, I often, I often challenge myself about this, and we challenge ourselves as a couple. We, we tell ourselves, schedule your values. You know, they ought to see that uh, if someone who didn't know me looked at my schedule and looked at how my week was spent, they ought to tell what I do. They ought to tell who I am. They ought to tell that I'm a Christian. They ought to tell that I spend time with the Lord. They ought to tell that I spend time telling others about Christ. They ought to tell that I spend some time with God's people and I, I value those relationships. They ought to tell that I value my family. They ought to tell that I invest in my relationship with my wife. And they ought to tell that, that that time that God has given me, I'm actually spending for Him. And too many times we just go and, and the week's already gone and we can't even tell what our values are. But you know, they ought to be able to. In fact, the Bible tells us a great motivator to that is Colossians 4.5. He says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. You know, how we spend our time is meant to be a testimony to the lost world around us that we are different. That, that we as Christians we're not for this world, we're for the next world to come. And he's saying, he's saying redeem the time. He's saying walk in wisdom toward them that are without. And I wonder what testimony we have in the, the way we spend our time. I wonder if they see the kind of values that, that are, are Christ values in our lives. And, 
you know, what you spend your time on communicates what your priorities are. But Fisher often would tell me that, you know, your passion will change your priorities. And what we're passionate about, what, what our values are, it, it changes our priorities. The usage of our time. And, and you know, the lost, they're looking at how you spend your time. The lost are looking at how you go about your week, what kind of things. You know, don't ever be ashamed to say, hey, on Sunday we go to church. But, you know, that's pretty foundational and pretty basic. How about the rest of the week? Hey, listen, we're not just the church on Sunday. We're the church every day. Listen, we're the saints. And we're to live life in a different way. We're to have our, our minds set on things above. You know, our theme this year is comeback. And maybe you need to just firstly count back. Count back at the kind of days that you, what our days and our weeks ought to look like. And if we're going to have a comeback to those things that are strong and, and right and, and really in all actuality normal as Christians, then we're going to firstly need to have a right understanding of the time that we have. And the time that we have is, it, is designated to us. It's given by God's purpose. It's also valuable. It's more valuable than anything. And really, at the end of it, it's validated by how we live. It's validated by, by the kind of things that we have on our schedule. Someone said, that, said this, as if you could kill time without injuring eternity. Benjamin Franklin said, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time for it is the stuff life is made of. And time, time waits for no man. So I want to ask you again this morning, how are you stewarding your time? You know, this year as we make plans, this year as we get excited about what could be, I wonder if we would just pause a little while this morning and just ask the Lord this, teach us. Lord, how do you want me to spend my time this year? Lord, what are some of the things that probably shouldn't be on my schedule? What are some things that I've been spending too much time on that I, I probably need to just reevaluate? You know, what value that has for me. And this morning, I want to I challenge you as we begin the year to think about the time God's going to give you and then think about how well you're going to spend it for Him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the time that we have this morning. And Lord, we don't, don't take it for granted that we get to open your word. We don't take it for granted that we have this time of gathering. Lord, to start off the year, and, and Lord, we've praised you, we've lifted you up this morning. But now we have a purpose to fulfill. And Father, firstly, we want to give you the praise for the time that you've given us even so far, Lord. We're all at different ages today, and, and all of that was from you. Lord, you gave us a, a birthday. And, and surely, Lord, in your, in your being the, the God of the end from the beginning, you know the end. And yet, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be wise to that. Help us, dear God, to then be, be grateful stewards of the time that you've given us and, and be faithful stewards of that. I pray, dear Lord, that you would just help us this morning to just get our, our year underway, Lord, perhaps just simply this, asking you, teach us. Teach us to number our days. And 
that numbering isn't just day one, day two. That numbering is realizing there's a countdown. Time is coming. Time is going. And we better make the most of it. The piano can begin to play. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one looking around. We're going to have a time of invitation. And firstly, I just want to ask, maybe you're here and there's never been a time where you've trusted the Lord Jesus as your Savior. You know, there was a time when Jesus came to this earth and He lived a, a life that was perfect and He became the per perfect sacrifice for you and I. He willingly laid down His life. Why? So that He can save you and I. And I wonder if you're here this morning, firstly, if I was to ask you this question, if you were to die today, would you know for sure that your sins are forgiven? If you were to die today, would you know that your place is in heaven or is it in hell? And if you're not sure that your place is in heaven, if you're not sure if you've ever been saved, I want to see if you could just, if you had the courage to lift your hand and just say, Pastor, pray for me. I don't know. Is there anyone here this morning? No one looking around. Is there anyone here? The Pastor, I'm not sure I'm saved. First Sunday of the year, I want to get that right. I want to make sure. Anyone here this morning? Anyone here? No one looking around between you, me, and the Lord? Anyone here? Not sure. See that hand? Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right. Then, Christian, I want to ask you this morning, has the Lord spoken to you? Beginning of this year, you've made plans, but where's God in those plans? Have you taken the time to say, Lord, teach us? And just with an uplifted hand, just say, Pastor, pray for me. I, I want to ask that of the Lord today. Pastor, pray for me. I see that hand. Anyone else? See those hands? See those hands. Thank you. See those hands. Thank you. And put them down. Let's all stand to our feet. No one looking around. If the Lord dealt with you this morning, I want to ask you to come to the altar. Maybe as a family, just committing the time that God will give you this year to, for His grace, for His use. As the piano plays, why don't you do business with the Lord? If you raise your hand, why don't you come and um, just kneel at the altar this morning and seek the Lord.